Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. It's a good day singing the song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything go wrong? A good day from morning till night. Good day, yes, good day, good day, good day. Hello, 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 hello. Howdy, 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 howdy. Welcome to the show. 710, 10 minutes after the hour here. Watchdog Morning Show is underway. A swing and soiree for the next three hours here. It is 32 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 31 at the Highlands, 33 in Elm Grove, and 31 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Bob Slider, I felt like it was warmer than that. I didn't feel like it was freezing outside. I, I I'm the opposite, Howard. Oh, really? I was going to say, man, it looks like winter showed back up again. We have, uh, I got 31 here, downtown Wheeling, but uh, yeah, it just seemed like it got cold again. I felt cold yesterday, but maybe yesterday that, was, was cold. that was because, well, we had 70 degree weather, not too couple days before that. Well, 70. <laughs> Considering we had seven-degree weather a couple of weeks ago, it's going to be mostly cloudy throughout the day. Chance of rain showers this evening will be in the mid-40s uh, during the day today. So, um, man, that field for the mayor in the city of Wheeling, Bob, changed dramatically from the time we were here yesterday until today. And again, Howard, I'm a rookie on this, especially when it comes to the this race. Uh, now, look, I, I declared early, way back when it was still hot outside, that uh, I was for Denny Magruder. But I think the lesson that I learned, and you probably said, yeah, I think I kind of told you this, you got to wait till the, the deadline is over, all the dust has settled before you really jump jump out because you just really don't know. And we had a couple surprises, what, as, as late as yesterday. Yeah, we have six people in the race now, and uh, you're, you're, I'm not going to say I told you, you so, but... Well, you did tell me But something. I did say that. People kept saying, well, you know, when we thought it was going to be uh, Rosemary, uh, uh, Chad, and then we knew Denny was in there. You know, well, Howard, who do you think is going to win? How are you going to handicap the race? What did I keep saying? i got to wait and see who's going to be in here at the end. And the whole field has changed. Not the field has changed, but now it's doubled. So we have the original three that we expected, Denny Magruder, Rosemary Ketchum, Chad Thalman. But... Uh, Carl Carpenter uh, added his name late last week. I do not know him, and I ask around, and nobody I know knows him, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. Carl, well, we hardly knew you. Yeah, exactly. But, Carl, if you're listening or somebody knows Carl, tell him to get in touch with me, please. Uh, and then I mentioned this yesterday. I didn't want to mention the name because I wasn't sure. Beth Heinbaugh, who was a child care advocate, um, added her name to the list. And then yesterday, after we got off the air, J.T. Thomas held a great big press conference and announced he's running for mayor. JT is currently working for the Glessner Insurance Group, had been working physical therapy at Wheeling Hospital before that. Uh, Jim Thomas is the coach's son, uh, the late coach's son, uh, and a big crowd of people on hand to, uh, to, to, to introduce him and to welcome him. So the field has all changed now. So you got six candidates, three that we've had for a while, at least three that we don't know who they are. I mean, we know who they are. We don't know a whole lot about them yet. So we're going to try and figure this out, and I'm not ready by any stretch of the imagination. Somebody asked me online, well, how do you handicap this race? Short answer is I don't know how to handicap this race just yet. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, and uh, John McCabe will help me. John and I, we thought we had it all figured out on Friday when uh, we did the Friday roundtable. John and I had all of the uh, – the mayor's candidates sort of lined up, and we talked about that in the council race and so on. 
But this kind of changes the whole complexion of things. So uh, John McCabe is going to join me in the 9 o'clock hour, and John and I are going to talk about how this race shapes up now. I don't know that there's any predictions yet to be made, but we will get into that uh, coming up in the uh, 9 o'clock hour of the show here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, also coming up uh, later on today, uh, Trump wants to tank the GOP leadership border deal, a drone attack on U.S. service members in Jordan, and more talk about Trump and the Supreme Court. Our national correspondent and Pentagon reporter Tom Scateri is coming in with his weekly report. Gas prices dropping here in West Virginia. Today is National Help America Vote Day. I'll tell you about that. And as I said, with the municipal elections growing in terms of number of candidates running for mayor in Wheeling, John McCabe and I will talk about all of that. But right now, I want to talk with uh, Michael Kirk. Michael is a documentary filmmaker. I, I don't usually spend a lot of time on resumes of my guests because I'll just tell you they're good people. But Michael Kirk has a pretty impressive resume. More than 200 national TV programs produced, the winner of every major award in broadcast journalism, five Peabody Awards, four DuPont, uh, DuPont Columbia Awards, two George, George Polk Awards, 15 Emmy Awards, and 12 Writers Guild of America Awards. So uh, bottom line is he kind of knows uh, what he's doing. What he's doing right now is a new documentary debuting tonight on PBS and on YouTube, I believe, called Democracy on Trial. You can guess what this is about, the whole Donald Trump case. Michael, good morning. Welcome to the show. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Tell me, um, I'm get the democracy on trial. You know, some people say, "Oh, that's overblown." Is democracy itself really at stake here? Well, if a former president of the United States uh, is uh, charged with uh, crimes by the federal government <laughs> and uh, uh, and all of his uh, lawyers and everything else we're all charged as well as co-conspirators uh, and it's you're in the middle of an election year uh, and it's possible that the that the man could be tried convicted and elected all in the same year testing uh, the democracy in a very big way I am perpetually amazed that all of those things can happen and they can and we've talked about it he uh, he is being tried I suspect he could be convicted easily be convicted um, and and then he and, and yet he still could be elected. And that really is part of the of the whole problem here. If this plays out in the worst possible way, we could have a felon for president. Well, and worse than that, if he's let's say he's been convicted, and that's a big if, by the way, it's not a foregone conclusion that the you know, what he calls the persecution and a lot of other people call the prosecution could fail in this uh, trial. It's a, there's some complicated new issues. Uh, uh, there in the case they're charging him with. So uh, let's say he wins. He can pardon himself. He can call the, his attorney general over at the Justice Department and say, drop that case. Drop all those cases that you can. So that's, uh, I think that's the great thing that could happen. You obviously have done a huge amount of research on this and on the background of the cases and so on. Um, it, it, my sense is that's kind of what he's what he's trying to do right now is maybe even delay this until he becomes president so he can even before he maybe is convicted he could just pardon himself and be done with it even before he you know if election can come and he gets into office then he can control almost all of the uh, all of the results of these trials right well, that's what it seems like. I mean, nobody's ever done it before. Remember, this is the first time in American history a president's been charged with crimes in office. So nobody really knows. Does he have total immunity? Does he have a special case of uh, First Amendment freedoms? 
Uh, can he pardon himself? Can he run his presidency from jail? I mean, that's really stretching it out as far as it can go. But there are all of those unanswered questions here, which is why a lot of people say this is going to be the trial of the century. Yeah, even going to beat O.J. Well, the O.J. was a different century. But <laughs> um, <laughs> my, my executive producer, Bob Slider, here and I have been talking about this, and Bob keeps saying that he thinks this is all going to rest on the, uh, on the shoulders of the Supreme Court eventually. Well, uh, a lot of it will, because there will be, uh, depending on what the jury convicts him of, if they, and it's a big if, if they convict him, this is in the Washington January 6th case, uh, if he's convicted, uh, he will be appealing all the way up, because one of his primary uh, arguments is, I'm president of the United States. I can say anything. I can do anything. I have a super First Amendment. I could, I could order. I mean, they answered in court yes. the question of whether he could, uh, he could actually order the death of an opponent, uh, and would he be free to do that? And uh, that is, a, that's not a question anybody can answer until it's a real question. But I think that's the kind of thing that will kick it up to the Supreme Court. That's for sure. Of the various uh, cases that are pending, uh, what do you think is the most dangerous? Which is the most dangerous for Donald Trump? Is it Mar-a-Lago classified documents? Is it uh, well? What What do you think is the most dangerous of those cases? Well, I only can answer it because I only know a, a great deal about one case, okay, and 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 a fair amount about the Georgia case, the Fonnie Willis case. Uh, I, I think the Jack Smith case in Washington is probably, if it gets to trial in March sometime, which is what the plan is, it's just a few weeks from now, uh, that's the trial everybody's eyes will be on, because it's also what the fact pattern of that case is, grew out of the January 6th committee hearings that were televised uh, you know, a year and a half ago or so. So that case was built on what they came up with. Uh, they were the blueprint. And uh, and now that's the, that's the case that's furthest down the road in terms of laying out all the information. And in a way, that's what we're doing. We're back to the roots of what was that, what were the charges, what actually happened on January 6th. And in that, for that case, that's what we've, we've talked to all, an awful lot of the people who were involved in all of that, and especially conservative Republicans uh, who supported Trump. They are the stars of this particular film tonight in the sense that they're really speaking from the heart about the difficult choice between their oath to the Constitution as public officials and their allegiance to Donald Trump, who they really, really liked as president. So that's been the challenge they've been under, and that will be the challenge others will be under. Michael, is it allegiance and support for Donald Trump, and do they really, really like him, or is it just plain fear of Donald Trump? Well, it's a mixture officials. of all of those things, of course. Yeah, it's a mixture of all of those things. I mean, I, I remember right after January 6th, we were making a film around all of this then. And uh, it was the first time I'd ever heard that Congress people, Republicans in Congress, people we used to think of as conservative uh, Republican establishment figures, were worried for their own safety and the safety of their family once the incursion at the Capitol building had happened. They felt that if they didn't go with what Trump wanted to have happen, including a no vote on impeachment and uh, and a non-cooperation clause uh, in relation to the January 6th committee, that's a, a, a great number of these people were afraid, they said, afraid for their families and afraid for their own lives. And I think uh, they had good reason to be, given how much uh, violence and, and many how many threats came pouring in after that 
event. Uh, so from presumably uh, Trump people uh, and, and, and from Trump himself. So I think uh, there are, while, while saying he, no man in America, no person in America is guilty until proven. So uh, uh, it seems like a lot of people are very, very anxious about uh, going against Donald Trump right now, especially Republicans. What is interesting to me, and I've talked about it a bit this week on the show, though, and particularly in light of the E. Jean Carroll uh, damages that were awarded this week, while Republican elected officials seem to be afraid of Donald Trump, at least that's the phrase I'll use, juries are not necessarily that way. I mean, I think Trump maybe want to stop and think about that. The, uh, the people who have indicted him are grand juries, which are made up of average citizens. Uh, the jury this week is made up of average citizens. These are not puppets of Joe Biden or uh, agents of the deep state. Uh, the people who, are, who don't mind standing up to him seem to be average citizens of America on juries. Well, I, it certainly does seem to be that way. There's, there's not a lot of historical evidence behind that yet. Uh, uh, in terms of this particular case, or and the case in, in Bay County, and the case in the other case in New York, but it's but it is true that it will be a jury, a very careful select, carefully selected juries, jury by both sides if they can control that uh, of uh, American citizens from Washington D.C. who will sit in judgment over the former president of the United States and all of the other co-conspirators. And witnesses that will be called before before them. It, it should be just a fascinating trial, because issues of free speech and 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 and, and everything else are also on trial besides Donald Trump. So new law will be made there if he's convicted, and that's a very very important thing constitutionally and for future American presidents. So it's worth watching. Uh, it's worth learning about. I think our film will help people understand what the trial is going to be about and what actually happened on January 6th. So, you know, it's a hugely important time for American democracy. How will his most fervent supporters respond to a guilty verdict? Uh, what happens, you know, if he wins and gets a guilty verdict? That's the real question. It is amazing to me how we have, well, I don't say we, but so many folks have rewritten January 6th already. During the hearings and then the final report that came out from the January 6th committee, it was jaw-dropping. I mean, we saw some of the video. We heard some of the testimony. It was a jaw-dropping report. And now as time has gone by, uh, that has been softened by uh, some, some folks. And we're almost rewriting the history of that, of that horrific event. Um, and that's frightening to me. Well, it's uh, you know what's there was a headline last week I think or ten days ago or so that said uh, a very large number of people in America uh, uh, believe that the FBI started yeah. uh, the January sixth incursion, including I think a number like twenty percent of Democrats. Now it's a poll, and we all know the vulnerability of polls. But at the same time, it is true that uh, an awful lot of Americans hope this would, especially. Uh, uh, Republicans who support Donald Trump hoped this would go into the rearview mirror and uh, uh, and America could move on and reelect Donald Trump. But that's that's not uh, it's not going to be an easy road for him. It's not about the competition with Joe Biden. 
as much as it's about uh, how what, what's going to go on in, uh, in a variety of courtrooms over the summer. Democracy on Trial is the documentary, a frontline documentary. It debuts tonight on PBS, also on YouTube and PBS.org if you check online. Michael, uh, give me the 30-second version of what the film is and what we should be watching for tonight. Uh, it's a, it's a basically a connect the dots of all the things that happened going all the way back to the night of the election when uh, when Trump delivered what some people call the uh, uh, the most dangerous speech he's ever delivered. But starting then and uh, and running up to the events, it's every it's the TikTok of everything that happened, plus testimony from uh, from the January sixth committee and uh, great I think and important interviews from supporters of Trump's lawyers. Uh, who support Trump's perspective and uh, and uh, and can provide an insight into their defense uh, uh, as uh, as we uh, see the charges as they're filed and as they're created. Frontline documentary Democracy on Trial debuts tonight. Michael, thank you very much for joining us. I, great conversation. I very much appreciate it. And I appreciate the work you do. You're more than welcome. Thank you. 726 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. That should be kind of fun to watch. And try to, it's on YouTube, too, Bob, if you want to catch it there. That's what I was thinking, Howard. I almost can't miss it. What a big hitter, man. You, you, <laughs> I'm glad you did go over his resume. I, he's, he doesn't well, mess around. You know, I scheduled this guest. I thought this topic is good. He's a filmmaker. And then when I started looking over his documentary, more than 200 national TV programs won five Peabody Awards, four DuPont Columbia Awards, two George Polk Awards, 15 Emmy Awards, 12 Writers Guild of America Award, directed and produced more than 100 hours of Frontline, which is probably the definitive documentary series uh, on television. And I got a long list, I'm not going to go through it, of all of the movies that he has done, uh, documentary movies that he has done. Uh, just yeah, he's a he was big hitter. You know what I try to do, Howard, is I try to watch that with someone, and I say, oh yeah, I know I know Michael. Uh, talked to Michael That's right. this morning. <laughs> yeah, talk. You know when when Michael when when I was talking to Michael this morning, you know what he said to me. <laughs> Yeah, he's he said, a good guy, no, Michael. He said that Slider guy. He said Slider guy probably is right about the Supreme Court decisions. He said he right on Slider. That's right. That's right. Um, and I was, I was like, I, said, I scheduled him, thinking he'd be a good guest. But until I saw the actual resume, then holy crap! And you know when I start, this is a, then I got thinking, are they going to give me this guy, or are they going to give me like his spokesperson? Because uh, that he's a pretty powerful guy. And I'd love to. I'm going to keep his uh, number and see if we can, you know, maybe track him down uh, as time goes by. Looks like he's he's done pretty much a documentary every year for the last number of years, all politically oriented. Trump versus Biden, the United States of Conspiracy, America after 9-11, lies, politics, and democracy. Boy, that probably defines it. Anyways, thanks to Michael Kirk for joining us. Frontline documentary, uh, you can catch it on your local public television station tonight. Uh, or on YouTube, or on pbs.org if you want to check it out online. 7.28 in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. We are underway for a Tuesday already. Join the Nailers for a family fun Pups and Pucks night, Saturday, February 3rd. Bring your dog to the game. Meet Clifford, the big red dog, courtesy WVPB. All furry friends receive a free doggy bowl. Take part in the on-ice puppy parade during intermission. And signature Saturday, two-player sign autographs, Pup Drop 710. Get tickets now for Pups and Pucks night. Call 304-234-GOLD or go to wheelingnailers.com. Let's have a launch it. L13, 14, 
Martin Trio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Trio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free outside consultation. 304-233-3168. Or visit FrioAndStack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Trio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. I was the first in my family to go to college. I was looking to switch careers. I wanted the highest quality, but most affordable option for a degree. No matter where you are in life, West Virginia Northern Community College can make your dream of a college degree a reality. With over half of our students being first-generation college students and free tuition for many programs, Northern is the right choice for you. I can go to college. West Virginia Northern Community College. You belong here. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. You're the one that I want. I got to ask you, because we're too early for me to guess it. What is the uh, bumper theme this morning? Well, we really I'm don't a, have I'm one. for a reason. Okay, but do you have one? Because I don't. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Because uh, uh, That's from Greece. It is. It's funny that you play that because actually a couple of days ago I was thinking, we ought to do music from Greece someday. So that was that's why I thought, did, did, you, pick, did, did you pick up on my psychic thoughts? I didn't say that to you, but I, I thought that because I, I don't know why I was listening to it on radio or something. Thought, you know, there's so many good songs from there. So you're the one that I want. Ooh, 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 ooh. 731, 29 to the hour, mostly cloudy skies throughout the day. Some rain showers, but not till this evening. It is right around freezing. 32 degrees at the airport, 31 at the Highlands, 33 in Elm Grove, and 31 here at the Watchdog Radio Network studio. Hey, if you want to hear that famous phrase, sold, 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 you can take part in the real estate auction coming up. It's tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah. It is. You have one day. One day one and day. one day only uh, between now and tomorrow at 12.30 p.m. Sharp. Sharp. No, do not be late. It's a real estate auction in the Elm Grove section of Wheeling to um, continue to settle the estate of Harold Vitale. It's a piece of property at 2476 National Road. And really, I'm looking at the picture here. <clears throat> I went by this uh, house thousands of times. Yeah. It's right on National Road, 2476. And the possibilities really are limitless because uh, you could turn it into an office in front. What what faces directly to National Road, directly in the direction of Respects, you know, you, you could put a little office there. You could do really whatever you wanted. At one time, this house was a duplex. They've added on. There's a kitchenette. I believe that's on the, uh, that's on the second floor. And you'll see what I'm saying if you go out and you check it out. Uh, where you park in the garage is in the back. 
of the house, again, which was one time a duplex. This is a big house, and it looks like they added on what I'm describing is where you could do the office right yeah, there in like front of the house. Add on there, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Don't you agree? I mean, the I, possibilities. I mean, well, and it's one of the things I always look for. I'm not that I'm buying houses these days. Come but, on, Howard, let's flip this. You and I get in our pockets. Flip. I'll put up some cash if you're going to put up the sweat <laughs> equity. I'll put the sweat if you get the cash, Howard. Um, one of the things I always look for when I look at these various houses, just out of curiosity, it, this one has both a full basement and a finished attic. So you've got the two floors. You got the front area that you talked about that maybe could be an office and so on. But you've got the all the the attic is finished, the the basement is finished. You got more space there for whatever it is you want to do. Again, it's easy for Howard now because we're looking at the picture. But yeah, you could have a Here, huge. <laughs> Can you see it now? Can you see it a little bit better now? I mean, we're talking three bedrooms. We're not talking about what would be your office in front, which you could like you know roll down, pull the window open, and 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 almost touch Route Forty. That's how close it is. So that's what I'm saying. This is just a unique home. It was a it was a two uh, family home at one time, a duplex. You guys on this side, we'll be able to take this side, and then they add it on to the front, and it's really unique, and it can be yours. It could be yours. Sold, sold, sold. <laughs> Tomorrow at noon. Don't be late. Don't be late. Twelve thirty p.m. sharp is the auction. It is at twenty four seventy six National Road. You can do like Bob did. Drive by, take a look, park it out, wander around the neighborhood. Yeah, you know, people will say, "What's going on over there?" But uh, you know, it's explain to them. You look. I believe the signs are out already. You I think check I see out the free, property. Frio stack signs out there. Uh, and then, if you want to see more, want to find out more information about it, you can go online to frioandstack.com. Uh, to learn more or call them, I suppose, at 233-3168. Jim Frio, Shane Stack, our good buddies both, uh, and the real estate auction is underway. Um, and remember that if you have a piece of property to sell or you have an estate to get rid of, you want to call Frio and Stack, and you too one day could hear, sold, 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 734-26 till the hour. It's the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, let's go over to WTRF-TV, Ohio Valley Headlines. Well, Taylor is back with us this morning. Taylor Long is here. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this January the 30th. According to officials, a Jefferson County home is a total loss following a fire last night. They say the fire at 115 Euclid Avenue was a total loss. Upon arrival, crews were met with heavy fire out of the first and second floor. Crews from Amsterdam, East Springfield, Burgles, and Unionport and Loud Township extinguished the fire. No injuries were reported. Crews were on scene throughout Monday evening working to extinguish hot spots. Stay with 7 News for updates. And some continuing coverage now about a fatal shooting Friday night in Jefferson County. Per police reports, the individual who was fatally shot in the incident on Friday night was identified as Jazeric Bryden, an 18-year-old from Steubenville. The shooting took place in the 1300 block of Maryland Avenue shortly after 9 p.m. Officials say another man was injured and taken to a Pittsburgh hospital. Police are saying they believe both men were armed and got into some type of altercation. If you have any information, you can call police at 740-283-6090. And following the evidentiary hearing, residents got the chance to have their concerns heard in a public comment hearing last night. A couple dozen residents came out to ask their questions and in many cases vent their frustrations at officials over the ongoing water issues in Payton City. Some of the most common concerns centered on infrequent updates to the public with several residents saying they're unsure if the water is safe at any given time. Many also believe that this situation could have been avoided. Stay with 7 News for updates.
Ohio legislators, including Representatives Brett Hillier and Kevin Miller, are proposing the Tuscarawas Valley Memorial Highway to honor the six victims of the Tuskegee Valley bus accident. In a statement, Representative Hillier said in part, quote, The establishment of this highway is a small way to honor the lives and legacies for generations to come, end quote. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. The Highlands is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment, too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing wall, and an arcade. Shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70 at the top of the hill, the Highlands. My name is Mike Campsey. I am an interventional cardiologist and the chief of cardiology at Wheeling Hospital. I think the value of HVI in this region is tremendous. We offer such a wide spectrum of services from prevention to intervention. We're going to get the patient in as quickly as possible. That's the most tremendous benefit to the patients in this region is we, we're here 24-7, we're available to see somebody. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real Steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Seven thirty-eight, twenty-two to the hour. Watchdog morning show running right around freezing here. Remember, you can use the Frio Stack auction service text line or phone line. You can pick up the phone and give us a call 304-232-8255, 304-232-TALK. Or you can text us at 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, Frio Stack auction service text line. Let's see, off the Frio Stack auction service text line this morning, first off the bat. Good morning, Mr. Monroe and powerful Pierre. Six candidates for Wheeling Mayor. Four of these candidates are at odds with the current administration. Strong evidence the majority of voters reject the unpopular Mayor Elliott and his leadership style. And it's very likely that Mayor Elliott will see his it will soon lose all 55 counties, including Ohio County, in the upcoming Senate race. Sincerely, ABE. Man, I would love to know. What it is that Glenn Elliott did to this guy? I mean, Abe. It, it's it's not just political here. It's Abe's got to have. There's some kind of personal. Grudge. Abe hates his guts. Howard. Yeah, I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. Uh, I'm not sure that uh, Abe says six candidates for mayor. Four of them are at odds with the current administration. I'm not sure that's the case. I think that um, 
Well, one of them is the current administration. Right? Uh, well, two of them are well, two, sort of, yes. two of them are sort of the current administration. <laughs> um, I, I don't think they're. I, I don't. I think that everybody has a different perspective. I don't see any. I don't know this Mr. Carl Carpenter. I hate to say that. I keep saying I don't know him, uh, and I don't know Beth Hanbaugh only by reputation. Um, but I don't think I don't. There's no wild crazies in that group. There's you know there are some on council running for council. So I, they may want to move things in a different direction, but I don't think it's. Um, I, I don't think any of them are 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 going to take a bat and smash everything that's been done so far. I don't. Well, think. that's what I was thinking, Howard, because it was back in July. But uh, we asked Denny, Denny Magruder, and he even said adequate. Uh, they yeah. did okay, you I, know. Yes, that's, he, that's he the, didn't say heads are going to roll or anything like that. But he said, ah, they're doing all right. I, I think uh, the word I've used for Denny. Now again, the, things do change now since we have more candidates in the race, and McCabe and I will talk about it in the nine o'clock hour. Um, the word I use with Denny, and I think maybe these many of these others, is tweak. They're not. They don't like everything that's going on. They're going to tweak it. They're going to change it. They're going to move some things in a different direction. I don't think, uh, except maybe for Chad, who will pick up the cudgel of, you know, uh, of Mary Elliott and continue on going. Uh, everybody's going to move a little bit differently. But I don't. Looking at these candidates uh, again, I don't know a couple of them very well. I don't see any of them. No, no offense to Abe. Well, I guess it is. Offense I guess to it Abe. could be because I'm with you, Howard. I, I mean, don't see any of them. They're going to go crazy wild on on you know, taking a new direction. No, nobody has said, man, what, I'm glad you asked Howard Monroe, what a train wreck it is. Right. How much time you have? Because <laughs> let me tell you, I want to get going here because it's a mess. No, nobody has said that. Everybody has said they see some things that need to be done differently. And that's okay. That's okay. JT Thomas yesterday, who we will talk about again later this morning more, um, has some concerns about some of the things that are being done. Uh, but I, I don't think anybody, so no, Abe, I don't think you're right. I don't think for or at, at odds with the current administration. I think that everybody, with the, maybe the exception of Chad himself, uh, will probably want to move things a little bit in a different direction. And we'll have to ask Carl if we ever run into him. If we him. ever find him. I, I don't mean to be funny about it. I just don't know Carl Carpenter, and I can't find any information about him. And I asked a couple of people yesterday and they in, in politics, and they said, we don't know. We don't know who he is. So, Carl, I'm not making fun of you in any stretch of the imagination. If you're call around, me, Carl. Please call. We'd like to have you uh, have you here. All right, let's talk about the weather. Let's see who could we get to talk about the weather. Who do you think we could use today? The number one guy in town. Oh, you mean Adam Fike? Adam Fike. Let's bring Adam Fike in from the Big Seven WTRF TV. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Howard. How are you? Let me check. All my parts are in place, so that's good. I'm feeling pretty good this morning. It's um. Bob and I have a difference of opinion on how it feels. It's it, it is an even freezing basically across the board and up or down a degree or two. I think it actually when I came in this morning, I thought it felt warmer than even freezing. Bob thought it was cold outside. Did you start the car, Howard? Well, I always start the car. Oh yeah, so I did too. See, I, I think it was cold out there, Adam. I mean, there's your answer there, Howard. I mean, as a functional matter, it is freezing outside. I yeah. normally wear a coat if. I'm not wearing a coat. It might be warm enough. I didn't have a coat on, so it was okay. Adam's not cold, and he's been getting colder, so it's not too terribly cold this morning. I mean, yes, it is freezing, but look, a couple weeks ago, we had it worse. It's been warmer. It's been colder. I would say it's not quite comfortable feeling, but it's tolerable. I can say that word properly. <laughs> and it's going to be tolerable, I guess, over most of the week, right? I mean, we're above average we're in the 40s all week yeah it's going to be cloudy but hey we're not going to see any big precip it's not going to be overly cold so really nothing to complain 
A little bit of rain coming in, what, this evening, I guess, maybe? Yep, we could see a little bit of rain after dinner time. That's going to be some light to steady showers, maybe a few snowflakes mixing in. That wraps up right before or during the morning commute, so 4 to 6 a.m. tomorrow, and then the rest of the day tomorrow. So no heavy precip this week, just those steady showers, I would say. Uh, Does the rain turn to snow at any point, or do we get flakes and flurries? Again, I told you yesterday morning I saw a few flakes coming in, and actually Mm -hmm. going home yesterday. Just again, just the lightest little flakies coming out, uh, coming down. Uh, are we gonna see any snow at all this come the rest of this week? So it's tonight into tomorrow, and then Thursday into Friday. So basically every day, I would say through Friday. But it's going to be mainly rain with a few snowflakes. It's okay. nothing that's going to be completely snow. We're going to see accumulation. No, no snow accumulation. Might see a couple flakes, but that's the max. Okay. Uh, the forecast, is, again, has been pretty standard the last couple of weeks. I mean, it is what it is and stays that way pretty much all week. It looks like it's going to be cloudy, a little bit of rain mixed in, and uh, temperatures in the 40s. Does that pretty well define the whole week? Yep, that defines the week. But by the weekend, we sort of see weather that we typically don't see in the Ohio Valley in winter. That sunshine in the 50s combined. <laughs> oh, okay. When, we, we're moving up uh, up uh, in into... We're in the mid-40s most of the week, and then we go up to the high 40s uh, by the weekend. Is that right? Yep. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, we're going to be at least in the upper 40s, but I wouldn't be surprised for spots to get into the low, even mid-50s, especially Sunday. Okay. Sounds good. That's not, that's not, so a weekend to look forward to. I like that. Well, I said right mm-hmm. now it's an even freezing, 32 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 31 at the Highlands, 33 in Elm Grove. And 31 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Appreciate it, Adam, as I always do. Thank you very much, my friend. And I guess, eh, what the heck, we'll do it again tomorrow. That might as well. Yeah, got, got nothing else to do. We'll do it then. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Back to you tomorrow. Thanks. Adam Fike, Big 7, WTRF TV, 746, 14 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I am not, I want, and I'm serious about this not begging for food here i'm not you and i got our share twice yes we did good last week i do want to point out today is national croissant day we had previewed it ahead of time (laughs) and say it right we howard yeah we got in trouble for saying it wrong didn't we national croissant croissant croissant. (laughs) we 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 it's it's national croissant day today we had, I told you about that it was coming up, and then somebody, Desiree, I think, brought us a croissant, and then I think Jerry brought us croissants at one point. Nancy I, brought us We had I, a lot of food. I am not. I am serious. I am not begging for food at this point. I'm not asking to bring us croissants. We have done nicely with that. But I did, did think I should point out that today is National Croissant Day, which I believe, and I don't have my story in front of me now, I believe that means Burger King has croissants for a penny. Well, you can get a sack full. Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't know if you can get a hundred. I don't know if you can get a hundred of <laughs> You can get one. Um, and I th- again, I don't know the story in front of me. I think you might have to use the app. I'm not sure. And I'm, I, well, I, I don't, don't mean this critically. I know you've never used an app to order food, right? Well, I don't know how hard. Well, I mean, I don't either, actually. I mean, I get out of here. No. You're using your app every day. Well, not for food ordering. I, you know, I drive by, drive to all the fast food places. And, and there's big signs there, and I know that you can get usually special deals if you use the app, and you go to the you know the big uh, speaker, and they go, oh, did you like to use the app today? I, no, I don't want to use the app. If I wanted to use the app, I don't think I'd be sitting here in line. 
I've never never used an app to order food with, and I don't know if that's I don't know I don't know what, why you would. I don't get it because you still have to go get it, right? Since it is a croissant day, let me get a, a free plug uh, to. I, they don't call it Heavenly Ham now. What's what's the ham place over Isn't at the Heavenly Plaza? Maybe if, it is. If they've changed, I don't know. Okay. Man, a ham sandwich on a croissant, Howard. Oh, no, don't, do that. don't do that. Is that your stomach growling, Howard? Don't I hear. Do that to me. All morning long yesterday, here the, I was thinking about a breakfast sandwich, not from a restaurant, but I was thinking about going. I, I was gonna when I got home. I was thinking ham, egg. On a, on some bread. Ham's good. Uh, I like a little mayonnaise on my sandwich. Yeah. And I went home, and you know, and Nancy said, "Well, you, you know, if you had what do you do for breakfast?" I said, "Oh, I know exactly what I want. I want, I want, I want a, uh, I want egg and ham sandwich." Well, we don't have any ham. Out of ham. What the heck? What? <laughs> what you ask me for that? What? What? I can get you sausage. I don't want sausage. You know how that Usually is, Usually right? you jump over sausage. <laughs> yeah, but no, I don't want sausage. I want ham. I can give you spam. I, normally I like spam. I don't want spam. I want ham. I did have spam, but, you know, you're right. Sometimes you just get that desire for a nice ham and cheese, ham egg and cheese sandwich just at home didn't even want to get go to the store and get it remember that was one of our ideas last year when we were uh throwing ideas around we thought you know what that ham place there's a lot of burger joints but there's not too many ham sandwich places right and of course our signature sandwich the mama cast <laughs> so much ham you almost have to choke so, on it remember that one Howard? so much ham you almost die <laughs> all right anyways today is national croissant day i don't bring us croissants i'm not i'm we're we, just telling you that's we all. have really had great luck with that you guys have done a great job for that i'm not begging for food today but I just thought I would mention today is the day. We'd promoted it ahead of time. Today is the day. National Croissant Day, or Crescent, or whatever the heck we're supposed to call it. It's 7.50, 10 till the hour. Hey, uh, we'll talk about a little bit about the Super Bowl, I assume, getting ready for it, coming up in sports, yes? Well, it's two weeks away, Howard. I, got nothing, got nothing. <laughs> I, I have uh, there's a new bet that's out there. What is it, Howard? I'll tell you when we come back on the Watchdog Morning Show. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445. Every weeknight at 6 p.m., join the voice of the Mountaineers, Tony Caridi, on The Watchdog. Tony informs and entertains WVU fans with the latest Mountaineer sports news. If it happens in the world of gold and blue, Tony knows about it and shares it with you. Sportsline, weeknights at 6 on The Watchdog. Looking to buy or sell a home? For a reliable, experienced agent that has been serving the Tri-State area for over 30 years, contact Denise Pavlik, Realtor Salesperson with Paul Associates in the Glendale Marshall County office at 304-281-5250. What if your bank offered new checking and savings accounts with a very low balance required, online bill pay, and debit cards issued right away? I would like that. What if that bank had extended hours every business day and were open on Saturdays and most holidays? That's incredible. And if all their accounts had low fees or no fees? That's money in the bank, the right bank. 
Open your checking and savings account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Pittsburgh teams, Tyrus maybe uses as a theme once upon a time. 1979, we are family. Willie Stargell, Dave Parker, they win the World Series. Well, yeah, <laughs> not, no, not really. At one time, you knew your baseball. You grew up with baseball. Especially the Pirates, you know. You, you knew your baseball. Your, you Pittsburgh Pirates. couldn't grow up in this area of, of our age without being a Pirate fan and listening to, you know, the, the, the gunner on the radio Absolutely. and all that kind of good stuff. Seven to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Roaming right around freezing here up in the, in the entire Upper Ohio Valley. Mostly cloudy throughout the day. Maybe some showers tonight will be in the 40s during the day today. Frio Stack Auction Service text line is open. Uh, one of the big things we're talking about today, as we have been for the last couple of days, is the... Uh, Race for the mayor in the city of Wheeling and council as well, but the race for mayor, uh, John McCabe and I will take a look at the newly constituted field of six coming up in the nine o'clock hour of the show. Off the Frio Stack auction service text line, Bob Heron runs this city. The mayor is just his puppet. Well, first part of that sentence is true. We are a city manager form of government, so the Bob does run the city. I don't know that the mayor is his puppet. I'm not sure I would go along with that. Well, geez, also, how, how long was the rumors that uh, they, they were going to run the Heron out, they were going to control him, all that stuff? Yeah, exactly. So you may add, throw in your uh, comments to the uh, text line, though, 304-214-1600. Six before the hour, it is time now for Slider on Sports. Thank you, Howard. OVAC girls basketball semifinals, Wheeling Park over Steubenville, 77-43. Alexis Board is 27 points. La La Woods, huge game, 18 points, 8 rebounds. Wheeling Park meets Morgantown Saturday for the OVAC championship game. Martins Ferry over Union Local, 50-37. Ferry faces Fort Fry Saturday. We'll have all of the OVAC girls championship games this Saturday right here on the Watchdog Radio <laughs> Network starting at 10 o'clock. We'll have them all, five right here, Howard. One, two, three, four, five. You got it right here. Indian Creek, no problem with East Liverpool. They win big 64-32. Buckeye Local over Oak Glen 46-38. The consolation game, you heard it right here on the Watchdog Radio Network. Well, Howard, they heard most of it here on the Watchdog Radio Network. <laughs> Forgive us, we didn't get on the air quite at the tip-off, but uh, we made it in the first quarter. But uh, University, uh, too much for Wheeling Central. University 83, Wheeling Central 57. Wheeling Central drops to 12-5. and five. Caitlin, Caitlin Blake, 22 points. Bella Fitzsimmons, 12 points. It's a Wheeling Central boys basketball night on the Watchdog Network. Tonight, live from Parkersburg South. Tip-off is at 7, 7.15. Can't make the trip? Don't want to make the trip? No problem at all. We'll have it all right here on the Watchdog Radio Network. We'll get on the air at 7.10. The voice of the Maroon Knights, Jerry Ames and Ryan Storm, with all the action. For lots of sports talk, don't forget to tune into the Pine Room Podcast today, this afternoon, from 12 to 3. 
Jub, Jarrett, Matt, and Coach, all those guys, Howard, right here in the studio, the Pine Room Boys, from noon to 3, here on the Watchdog Radio Network. Slider on Sports Time. 7.56, and I didn't say Super Bowl one time, you Howard. Not. Well, let me say Super Bowl. Got a couple of little tidbits here. Might be interesting. Might not be. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, we said, talked a little bit yesterday about the fact that um, – I don't think the Super Bowl has the luster it used to have. Once upon well, a time, for you guys, ruined it. Still for me, I got the luster, Howard. <laughs> you know, I think once upon a time, everybody knew who was playing. Everybody kind of was excited about it. Now I'm not so sure. Only one out of eleven people who plan to watch the Super Bowl say they know who's playing. They're just going to watch it, but they don't even know who's who's playing. Um, so I, that's why I think it's just it doesn't have the interest that it had. It's because it's the Super Bowl. It's something to watch. It's an excuse for a party. But only one out of eleven people who plan to watch it say they don't. They don't even know who's who's actually playing. Yeah, that uh, that doesn't really surprise me. And and I'll go out on a limb here. I I think this year's game is going to be a good one. I think both teams are really really good. Uh, San Francisco wants to join the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers as the franchises to win six. Yep. And Kansas City's been on a roll, Howard. Well, I'll tell you, the big tune-in factor, of course, not because of the game. You know why people are going to be tuning in. I know where you're going with this, Swifty. Uh, Taylor Swift. There is a bet being taken now. All right. You may, you, maybe you want place. Maybe you and Bear can talk about how you want to bet. <laughs> We're going to handicap that. On, on is she wearing panties? Is that one of the bets? No. She is on tour in Tokyo the week of the Super Bowl. So they're taking a bet. Can she leave Tokyo, leave her tour, get back in time to see the Super Bowl, and then get back in time to finish out her next gig in Tokyo. Uh, they've, they've been working the math. If she ends her show in Tokyo by 11 p.m., boards a 13-hour flight, she could be back on U.S. soil the night of February 10th, which gives her a little bit of time to sleep before she goes to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I wouldn't expect a big encore then, right, Howard? She's going to pack up and say, thank you, Tokyo. We're out of here. <laughs> yeah, Start the plane. Let's get yeah, out of here. Yeah, if you're at the Tokyo concert, it's, uh, you're going, where, where is she? Why is she Where is she running to so so quickly? Why does she have a football in her hand? You know, But they're actually betting on that. Um, one guy says, I think she can do it quicker, so he's placing a better bet that she can beat that time. Man. Wouldn't it be better, though, better if she was wearing panties or not, Howard? Well, I, that sounds I, a little bit a little risque, <laughs> but come on. I don't know. Um, it's, this is going to get in the way of the you know even I, I like Taylor Swift. This is going to get in the way of the whole the whole game. I think it already is. If you listen to some of your NFL guys, your players, your former players, I think they're about sick of her. Coming up in the next hour of the show, we're never sick of our poet, Pentagon reporter, Tom Scateri. He's coming in. A lot of stuff to talk about. A drone strike in Jordan against U.S. servicemen. It is not a good thing. I am worried more and more. I've talked about it with Tom every week. I think we're getting drawn deeper and deeper into some of these conflicts over there. I don't know that there's any answer to do that, any reason, but I, it's scary. Tom and I will talk about that and also some of the latest things on Trump. And then in the 9 o'clock hour, we will talk with John McCabe. He and I will kick around this idea of uh, well, the, new, the new six candidates now running for mayor. Uh, how does that change the complexion of the field? All that's coming up on the Watchdog Morning Show, plus your calls, your texts. We'd love to have them. Bob Slider's comments and mine as well. Right now, though, ABC covers the world. It's 8 o'clock. WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News. 
I'm Sherry Preston. As President Biden continues weighing his options in response to the drone attack that killed three U.S. service members in Jordan, we are learning more about the explosion itself. Here's ABC News Chief White House Correspondent Mary Bruce. U.S. officials tell ABC News the attack came early Sunday morning at Tower 22, a remote U.S. outpost in the Jordanian desert. The Pentagon says the 